I will call to order the Peace River Town Council regular meeting for Monday, April the 12th, 2021. That the record showed that the meeting started at uh, 15, uh, 1700 hours. Uh, there's an agenda in front of, or should be an agenda in front of everyone. Are there any additions or deletions, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. I could get a motion to accept the uh, agenda as presented. Ms. Downing, all in favor? Okay, that will take us to the minutes of the March 22nd, 2021 regular council meeting. Are there any additions, clarifications, deletions, et cetera, et cetera, required? I did get through them, Your Worship, and uh... If you're looking for a motion, I'd be prepared to put a motion on the table to accept the March 22nd uh, minutes as presented. All in favor? Uh, we now move into the public hearings uh, section and I see there's a public hearing. Uh, I believe we need a motion to open the hearing. This will be a hearing on bylaw 2090, manufacturing artisanal or custom. Uh, it's an amendment to land use bylaw number eight, 1891. So a motion to open the uh, uh, land use bylaw hearing. I'll make that motion, Your Worship. Okay, all in favor? Uh, uh, I hereby just Clear the statutory public hearing open at uh, two minutes after 5 p.m. on April the 12th. And note that this hearing is, held be, is being held pursuant to section 7, 8, 2030, I mean 20, 230, 606, and 692 of the Municipal Government Act. Uh, any member of the public viewing this hearing via the video live stream may submit comments via info, I-N-F-O, at peaceriver, all one word, dot C-A. Uh, if I could get the, uh, today's executive assistant, who I believe is, is Ms. Wilmette, Willette, uh, to confirm uh, what the purpose of the public hearing is, when the public hearing notice was advertised in the local newspaper, and that any written submissions received and not included in the public hearing agenda package be read into the record. Thank you, Your Worship. I confirm that the purpose of the public hearing is bylaw 2090, manufacturing, artisanal or custom, amendment to the, to the land use bylaw number 1891 to add an artisanal manufacturing use to a number of commercial and industrial districts of the town, which may facilitate the development of a coffee roastery in the Riverfront Development District in downtown. I confirm that the statutory public hearing notice was published in the local newspaper, the Record Gazette on March 31st and April 7th, 2021 and confirmed that notice was provided in accordance with bylaw 2034, the advertising bylaw, by electronically posting the notice prominently on the Town of Peace River website, 
electronically by posting the notice prominently on the Town of Peace Server's official Facebook page and by posting the notice prominently on the bulletin board provided for that purpose at the town office main entrance. I confirm that written comments were received from the Municipal District of Peace number 135, the County of Northern Lights and Northern Sunrise County, indicating they do not have a concern with the proposed bylaw. No other formal written comments were submitted to the Town of Peace River office. Thank you very much. So um, all, all persons giving oral presentations are to clearly state their name and, uh, and try and keep their presentations brief and to the point. Uh, so I will now call on the development officer de uh, or, or designate to uh, come forward and, uh, and present the uh, land use bylaw. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I'm Alicia Modi, Manager of Planning and Development for the Town of Peace River. I'm here to present bylaw 2090 which adds uh, artisanal or manufacturing artisanal or custom to the land use bylaw. Uh, this bylaw was drafted after we received a land use bylaw amendment application. That application was to enable a roastery in the Riverfront Development District and the applicant requested based on the uses that are currently within our land use bylaw that general industrial be added to the Riverfront Development District because that is a very broad use that encompasses a wide, very wide range of industrial uses. Uh, we did not think that general industrial was an appropriate use to add to the Riverfront Development District. So the bylaw was drafted in a way that meets the needs of the applicant, but also does not expand the industrial uses within the Riverfront Development District to the same degree. So we have identified a new use class that can be added to the land use bylaw. And we have added that use to a variety of districts in town where it makes sense. Uh, primarily, they are the commercial districts that are applied to the downtown area of Peace River, as well as the industrial districts that apply to the majority of lands uh, that are industrial within the town, being both the M1 and the M1B district of the land use bylaw. So the intention is to add the manufacturing artisanal or custom use to these districts. The use is intended to be characterized by being indoors only and um, having little to no impact on surrounding lands. So when the development authority considers uses under those, under this use, um, specific uses under this class, then they will be working to determine that those are true both into indoor operations and minimal impact on surrounding land uses. Uh, we believe that this has a positive impact on the town in that it supports the downtown area being a the primary commercial and tourism area of uh, the town, as well as allowing for the continued use and reuse of the industrial area of town and also allows some types of businesses that are very local. Uh, they celebrate their, their local character. This would facilitate that type of local business, which is tying itself more specifically to the town of Peace River than many others. Um, we have reviewed a variety of land use bylaws uh, in other communities and have identified that this type of approach does exist in other places. So we're not going too far off of the typical land use bylaw script here. 
Uh, we took a look at communities, including Cochrane in Southern Alberta, Slave Lake, just a few hours away, um, Nelson in BC, as well as Okotoks in Alberta, who all identify a similar type of use class and also enable that use in similar districts to the ones that are proposed in this bylaw. So we're certainly not the only community that's providing for this type of use within our commercial area, as well as our industrial area. Um, as, that might actually be everything I have to say. <laughs> I'll, I can take any questions that council has. I, I will highlight that in the draft bylaw that we had uh, at first reading, we did have two typos that have been noticed and corrected. So the bylaw that is attached to today's agenda is the corrected version that should not have those two typos. One was just a random one in the middle of the text and the other was referring to the M1A district rather than the M1 district. So those have both been corrected. Are there any, any inquiries of Ms. Modi? I will note that we do, have, sorry, the, we do have the applicant on the call this evening, so they may be interested in speaking when they have the opportunity. Okay, uh, Ms. Um, perhaps your worship, my question is more directed to the applicant. Uh, Town of Peace River is always thrilled to have new businesses of whatever nature. So I'm just curious, is there an opening date? When, when, when can we see the sign? I am not sure our video is working. Can if you can see us? I, I can I can hear fine. Okay, good. Um, so we're John and Amanda, and we're we're hoping um, sometime in May, depending on how well um, renovations go, once we're able to start on the um, area there, the building. So. Well, all the best. Thank you. Good luck. Uh, any inquiries for Ms. Modi? Mr. Good? Not really an inquiry, but more of a comment to uh, the people bringing this forth that years ago when the Riverfront Commercial District was first envisioned, I'm, well, I'm really happy to see this happening because this business and a, and a few others that have located on, the, around, on our Riverfront in the last few years are exactly the kind of businesses that were envisioned at that time. And it's really nice to see these kind of artisanal businesses and small businesses that bring people down to the down to the river are coming in. So just thank you very, very much. Okay. Uh, seeing no further questions, uh, hands raised to uh, to put questions to Ms. Modi, I will uh, I will now call on those in favor of the bylaw. To uh, to come to uh, state their name and uh, make their presentation. So, if there's anyone wishing to uh, to speak in favor of the bylaw, please speak up now. Okay, I will. Uh, are there any? Uh, have we received anything? Uh, uh, via info at peaceriver.ca in favor of, of the bylaw. Um, we have not, no. Okay. We will now uh, call on those opposed to the bylaw to uh, come forward, state their name, and to make their presentation.
And uh, Ms. Hume, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to assume, but uh, if you could advise me whether there is uh, anyone opposed to the bylaw that's put in a, uh, uh, a, a written presentation via info at peaceriver.ca? We have none, no. Okay. I will now call on any person deemed to be affected who wishes to be heard. Um, okay, uh, that's first call, second call, and third call. So, um, uh, Ms. Modi, would you like to make a con concluding statement uh, given your presentation? Uh, no, I don't think I need any concluding statement. I'll address the recommendation uh, at the bylaw stage of the agenda. Okay. And uh, this is an opportunity to, for council to uh, get in any last minute uh, questions. Seeing none, I will, uh, seeing that, seeing no, uh, no, Further questions or presentations uh, to be made, I will now declare the public hearing closed at uh, 13 minutes after five. Thank you. Um, I see that we have no presentations uh, to be heard. Uh, we will now go straight to bylaws. So uh, the first bylaw on deck is 2090, Manufacturing artis Artisanal or Custom Amendment to the Land Use Bylaw Number 1891. Uh, Ms. Modi, I'm assuming that you're going to lead this. Thank you, Your Worship. Council has before you uh, three options for bylaw 2090. The first is for, to provide second and third reading to the bylaw this evening. Um, the second is to provide only second reading and provide direction as to any further information that council might want prior to third reading. And the third option is to either defeat or decline to provide second reading to bylaw 2090 as amended. Uh, it is administration's recommendation that council provide second and third reading to bylaw 2090 as amended an amendment to the land use bylaw number 1891. Okay. Um, any, uh, any queries of Ms. Modi before we uh, make any motions? Okay, um, I will uh, accept a motion for first reading. I'll make a motion for second reading your worship. Uh, oh yeah, okay, all in favor? Um, and a motion for third reading. Mr. Needham, all in favor? Uh, bylaw 1891 is passed. The second, the second bylaw that's on on the uh, on the table is uh, bylaw 2091, governance and priorities committee bylaw. Who's making a presentation on that? I'll be, I'll be doing that, Your Worship. Um, thank you very much, uh, Your Worship and Council. Uh, before you is Bylaw 2091, the Governance and Priorities Committee Bylaw. Um, it, as Council is aware, this was brought before the Governance and 
uh, Priorities Committee last week, uh, April 6th, and it was reviewed and uh, it is now before council today. The big change is it just basically allows council to make uh, resolutions uh, in order to give clarity to the discussion at the uh, governance and priorities meeting so that uh, administration has direction. Um, and uh, also if someone is to look at the minutes, they would understand basically what happened at that meeting. Uh, so it uh, doesn't commit council or the, uh, the committee uh, in funding, but it does give uh, the ability to do a form of direction. So council did debate it last week and it is before them for uh, ratification. Questions of Mr. Parker? Seeing none, I'll take a motion for, uh, for this particular bylaw. Um, how many, um, so they'll, it'll have to go through the three required readings, I take it. So, uh, Ms. Manzer. I move uh, first reading to bylaw 2091, known as the Governance and Priorities Committee meeting bylaw as presented. Uh, is it committee meeting bylaw or just committee bylaw? Governance and Priorities bylaw. Committee. Bylaw. Okay. All in favor? Yeah. And the, uh, uh, anyone wishing to make second reading? Mr. Good. All yes, also moved. Okay. So we'll need a motion to allow us to go to third reading. Ms. Downing, all in favor? Um, so, um, and third reading. Mr. Ford, all in favor? By law 2091 is passed. That takes us to uh, bylaw 2092, ballot bylaw, and who is dealing with that? I will be bringing uh, council, your worship, through this. Uh, this again is a bylaw that was brought before uh, council. We've uh, done this practice the last couple of uh, elections in which we uh, do the um, elections by lots. Um, meaning basically we mix it up so that it's not the same person, always uh, alphabetical. Therefore, uh, it uh, more accurately reflects uh, the, the will of the people uh, when you have uh, elections by lot. So uh, council did discuss this April 6th at the Governance and Priorities Committee meeting. And uh, before you is the actual bylaw. Okay. Uh, any questions on the ballot bylaw, Mr. Needham? I, I, no questions. I understand it. I think it's a good idea, Your Worship. Uh, I would put forward a motion for first reading 2092, the uh, ballot bylaw. Okay. All in favor? I passed. Um, second reading. Ms. Downing, all in favor? Motion to go to third reading. I'll move we go to third reading. All in favor? And third reading, who wishes to make that motion? 
Ms. Manzer, all in favor? Okay. If I may clarify, was was the first motion just, was it the presented as amended? No, I... Because it wasn't amended. Okay. It was presented. Fair enough. Thank you. Okay, there's a unfinished business, the Cuff Report. Um, are you leading this, Mr. Parker? I am, Your Worship. Um, over the past little while, uh, basically, uh, in 2014, there was the uh, uh, Cuff Report that was requested by the previous council. Um, the report uh, came back to council, and that led to uh, a, a bunch of recommendations from the report itself. Um, during that report, uh, over the last few years, council has been um, getting regular updates of this report. And uh, in 2017, the provinces said they did not need any more further updates of the report. Uh, they were fine with how we were moving forward. And so uh, basically uh, what we have before us is just the, the report will always be uh, an, an item of always working on, but it's just uh, the request is, do we need to report to council anymore on uh, the actual report? So for example, the reason why we're always gonna continuously work on it is because it, it talks to uh, one of the options is, is you, you gotta make sure that you're doing your um, reviews of your policies, Well, we're constantly reviewing policies and we'll never not stop reviewing policies. We've developed a, a fairly good uh, process so that every policy will be reviewed once of every four years now. So that's one of the, the components of it. And, and then when you, you dived into it, we, we brought in some new policies like the budgeting policy. Uh, we brought in bylaws concerning the, the CAO, uh, the hiring of it, uh, the paying of the CAO. So uh, there's quite a few of the documents that we've consistently have gone through it. So um, big issue is, is does council wishes to continuously uh, bring back the, the cuff report or if you're fine with uh, the way administration is moving forward with it. And uh, that's basically uh, what administration is uh, seeking for direction. And we feel that uh, we're working well with this report. We're continuously always moving forward. Um, uh, but we don't see uh, the value of uh, bringing it uh, each and every time, uh, a couple of times a year to uh, council, but it's council's will. So we're just looking for council's uh, direction. Yes, Mr. Needham. Yes, I, I have uh, read through the cup report and uh, there were a couple of items in there that perhaps I could offer some edits. I'm not sure if this is the appropriate form or time, but in terms of dealing with this motion, I'm certainly comfortable with option one. Uh, we've had this before since 2014. Uh, I, I don't think uh, there's much uh, much value in bringing this back on a regular basis. It's, there's value in bringing it back when we need to. So if the mayor or a council member sees a particular issue, uh, there's always the opportunity to bring that back. So I'm quite comfortable uh, uh, suggesting that uh, Council moves, moves that the spirit of the cup report has been met and no further reporting to council on the recommendations are required. Well, I'm gonna weigh in here. Um, I feel that uh, this move to uh, 
to sideline the Cuff report and the reporting on it. Uh, well, it dishonors the memory of Councillor Burr, whose efforts initiated the Cuff review. It also dishonors the vote of the council that voted unanimously to accept the recommendations with the exception of two. And certainly if you've implemented the recommendations, you should be able to produce the documentation. And as the first rule of auditing says, if you can't document it, which is really what uh, we're asking for in the cuff in, in the updates, you didn't do it. Um, and I'd have to say to uh, Mr. Parker, you were originally hired seven years ago to implement the recommendations. You've had seven years to, and, and you've had seven years. These recommendations, and you haven't been able to do it in seven, seven years, but yet you want to pass on this task. Um, to me, this is just a new paradigm of lazy. Um, I recall you telling me a few months ago that after talking about your last election, uh, the last election that you ran in, uh, in which you weren't elected, that you said, I like the power uh, as a CAO. Excuse me, Your Worship. I'd like to- As, uh, just as a politician, of, uh, as a politician you don't have enough power to get done. Uh, you're being very disrespectful to administration. And uh, I'd appreciate it if you, if you keep it on the topic itself. I am. I, I know you I will... up here, you're making personal comments and yes. I don't appreciate that. And I'm not going to sit it's... here and have personal attacks. I have the floor. Sir, I, the floor, Mr. I am being respectful. You need to follow the bylaw. And the uh, I... bylaw under section two, under 2J, you have to be respectful. I am being respectful. Saying that I have been... I... I am relating uh, a statement that you made that I like the power of the CAO. As a politician, you don't have enough power to get things done, but as a CAO, you do. Sir. And although you have, you- If, if you this are, isn't going anywhere other than this, I, I vote, uh, I move that we and get on with I have, I have the floor. And although you are bent on using your power to not get this task done, I would suggest you take the recommendations and Im implement them to show that you have that you have implemented. And I'll remind you that counselor, the counselor who initiated the review, Rod Burr, initiated it because he was concerned that the CAO uh, at the time was accumulating too much power. To demonstrate that, that this isn't actually you it behooves you to make sure that the recommendations are implemented not only in spirit but in fact well sir if you want to actually quote the, the actual uh policy itself or the report on page 174 under un our findings it clearly stated that it was talking about the previous council of 2010 to 2013 and he, he clearly stated that the council of 2013 to 2017 was a good council that he was dealing with they didn't really seem to have problems but he did have some recommendations of to move forward and yes sir we have moved forward and we continue to move forward the report the actual attachments that's right with this actually listed all the things that we have done i'm sorry if you feel we have not done it completely and you're you're looking for personal tax i am you know like i'm sorry but we're we believe we feel very fine we feel we've met the requirements and uh, if council wants to make a motion and accept it or not accept it, 
Well, I'm fine with that too. So if council, as opposed to one individual, is saying we should move forward, then let's do it. So let's see what council wants. Mr. Needham? I have a motion on the floor, Your Worship, and I would uh, like it addressed. And what is the motion? The motion, Your Worship, is that council moves to accept that the spirit of the cup report has been met and that no further reporting to council on the recommendations are required. Are there any, any other comments? Um, I will uh, call for a vote and I will, I'm requesting a recorded vote. All those in favor of Mr. Needham's motion? And those against? So Ms. Uh, Ms. Wilmette, if you can record that uh, I, I dissented. Yes, I will, Worship. Okay, uh, new business. Request for a decision regarding social and digital media policy. Documented updated on April 12, 2021 due to formatting changes. Yes, we had to. Sorry, um, there's some interference. I think it might be coming from um, Councillor Scamahor, not trying to name names there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, yes, we had a couple bullet points that needed to be no longer bullet points and then alphabetized. So that's been done. Um, so yes, before you, uh, good evening, your worshiping council. Before you tonight is uh, an updated version of our social and digital media policy. So just a quick summary of the review. It was initially reviewed by staff and some changes were made, uh, then went to senior management who took a look at it, um, offered up some suggestions as well. It was reviewed by the GMP committee on April 5th, 2021. Uh, following the GMP committee meeting, um, a small, small change was made to section 14. A comma was added and except was uh, the word accept was made not capitalized uh, per Councillor Good's suggestion. And we made some final change uh, wording adjustments in section 18 after chatting with the records management coordinator. So the portion there that reads um, as determined by the communications coordinator or CAO, that is uh, that was added since the GNP meeting. Otherwise, everything is basically as you saw it a week ago. So administration would request that council approve the new policy as presented this evening. Um, and just for those following along um, in the RFD package, it the older policy precedes the newer policy. So you have to scroll through the old one first before you get to the new draft. Uh -huh. okay. Did you take any questions at this time? Uh, any questions of Ms. Yu? Mr. Good? I was just going to make the motion that council um, approves the new social and digital media policy as presented. Okay, all in favor? Uh, that one's passed. Um, the next one up is uh, Request for a decision regarding utility system service calls policy. Uh, and that's a document updated on April 12, 2021, due to formatting changes. 
Yeah, thank you, Your Worship. Uh, so this one, Council, uh, we discussed uh, at the, the GMP uh, meeting uh, previously, and uh, this one uh, replaces the sewer service trouble call policy, uh, P42-1985-02. And uh, this one is expanded to include not only sanitary sewer service trouble calls, but also water and storm services as well. Uh, so I am, uh, there's no, no changes uh, that were made uh, from the policy as presented previously at the GMP, uh, but I do welcome any questions that anybody has on it. Okay, any questions from Mr. McClake? Well, actually just one clarification there. There was some, a minor change that was made and that was just in the uh, formatting. And that was done in this policy and also the previous policy. Um, we, uh, we, we just made one, it was just a format issue, that's all. Um, okay, so no, no further questions of Mr. McQuaig. I will uh, call for a motion on this item. I'll put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to adopt the utility system services call policy as amended. All in favor? Thank you, Council Worship. Uh, we now go to the contingency and emergency operating expenditures policy. Good evening, Your Worship and Council. Before you is a uh, request for a decision on the contingency and emergency operating expenditures policy, which council reviewed at GMP last week. Um, some fairly minor changes to this policy, um, reference to new um, budget process or budget uh, process policy that was approved back in November, um, added some definitions and then defined uh, what parties or what agencies this, this um, impacts. So again, part of our review process, um, just some minor updates to this policy and staff is looking for um, council approval as submitted. Any, uh, any queries of Mr. Town? If none, I will call for a motion. Ms. Downing, all in favor? Okay, passed. Thank you. Uh, we now have the candidate information in municipal elections and by-elections policy. Thank you, Your Worship. Between, uh, uh, or sorry, um, Your Worship and Council, uh, before you, you have the policy that was brought before the April 6th Governance and Priorities Committee meeting um, for your review and direction. And it's basically uh, the process in which we can have uh, listed uh, candidates publicly once they actually have officially been uh, nominated and, and submit their documentation to the returning officer. Okay. And this is as discussed in the, uh, in the uh, P&G meeting? Correct. Your worship, yeah. 
Okay, Your Worship, if you're looking for a motion to move this item along, I would uh, move that Council approve the candidate information municipal election and by-elections policy as presented. All in favor? Uh, you didn't vote, Mr. Newton. <laughs> or are you going to vote? Well, I, I, well, I, I did vote. I'm sorry that the screen froze up on me and I wasn't sure if my voice was going through. Uh, did uh, the recording staff and council hear me okay? Uh, my screen just yeah. froze. Okay. okay. And I'm and I am voting for my own motion. Okay, very good. Uh, perhaps you should pay your TELUS bill. <laughs> I, it's damn near 200 bucks a month. I, it, I don't want to pay buggers anymore. <laughs> um, okay. Compensation rates for municipal election workers policy. Thank you very much, Your Worship and Council. Before you is a, another policy to slightly increase the uh, amount of municipal uh, uh, rates that we pay for the election workers from $17.25 to $18. Uh, that also went to the last uh, GMP meeting for review and uh, approval. And this, and so what, what, uh, perhaps for the audience, you can tell us what the new compensation rate is. Yes, it goes from seventeen twenty-five to eighteen dollars. Okay. Um, is there anyone that wants to make that motion? Yeah, I'll move option one. Council approve the revised compensation rates for municipal election workers policy as presented. Okay. All in favor? Good. We will take a bio break right now. So the last item under new business is a request for decision regarding the business recovery support program. Um, who's going to lead this, this item? I'll be speaking to this one. Okay. Um, so back before council is a proposed business recovery support program that was discussed at our GMP meeting last week, um, where council had a spirited conversation and were able to review um, the program. Um, I'll just go over some of the highlights in case people are, are tuning in tonight for the first time. The um, business recovery support program, it's a result of discussions that um, have been had with relevant community agencies to determine if there was some type of program that could be considered to assist businesses affected by the pandemic. Uh, the outcome of the discussions have resulted in a proposed program and partnership between the town Community Futures Peace Country and the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce. Um, it's um, by asking how can we help through business self-assessment and targeted inquiry, the program will provide business support coaching to uh, help the overcome or help overcome identified challenges faced during the COVID recovery. The proposed program is broken into three phases. Phase one, um, being up to 50 participants. And even though there's a dollar amount there, it is up to 10 hours of coaching, um, which would be an intake and determine what the, the needs are. Um, I will kind of break away from my report and just mention that this program would be uh, generally managed um, through community futures. Um, they would be able to, or the ones that would bring the 
the, the people and, and resources to bear on this. Um, so they'll be, and that's their expertise. So they'll be the ones who are, are doing the bulk of the work and assistance as, as people or individuals, businesses are going through these, these uh, phases. Um, so it'd be the phase one just to continue would, would be to ensure that um, businesses have accessed all relevant federal and provincial supports that are already out there. And again, uh, to give the province and feds um, some credit, they, they have done a, a fairly good job of getting supports out to businesses and individuals. Um, so it's just to confirm that businesses have taken advantage of, of those or, or are aware of them. Um, chance to engage um, advisors um, and a chance to deliver one-on-one -on -one coaching for identified needs and challenges. Um, and would be subject to first come first serve basis. Um, and it's expected phase one would take up to 60 days after um, the initial advisor contact. Um, phase two would be a smaller group, but potentially um, more time coaching. Again, there's a dollar value, but it really is the coaching um, and supports that we do want to emphasize um, based on the, the business needs that have been determined through phase one. Um, business could receive more coaching, uh, further coaching to make major changes to remain viable. Um, and those could be shifts to their delivery, primary delivery model, um, technological advancements, changes, um, other ways to circumvent the, the pandemic, make themselves stronger as they come out. Um, this again would be subject to first come first serve base, uh, basis and could be um, hopefully not take more than 90 days after the initial advisor contact. Phase three, which would be a case by case basis. Um, this again would be based on the assessment and um, would be subject to some type of review and then request of the review on a case by case basis. I will say that this program, proposed program, um, we have set a budget and an amount of funding for phase one and two. Um, that's shown on page two of the request for decision of which the town of Peace River would be slated to fund 75,000, Community Futures Peace Country $10,000. Um, and that would support the expenses of the program which would be the advisors and coaches, um, project coordinator and then some some other ancillary costs of, of the program to make it successful. Um, and there is further information from Community Futures attached that provides a, or outlines the program in greater details. Um, I will say from a financial perspective, we were not able to include this in our 2021 budget. Um, and I just want to go over the next part, because if approved, this, this expense will form part of our overall financial position. Um, so as council is aware, and for those of the public who are listening, um, when we do our financial variance reports to council, we do tend to focus on the overall position of the town and not to highlight, even though we do highlight and identify individual costs or revenue um, variances, um, we don't tend to match these specific one-on-ones. So we don't say, well, let's take money from here and offset this or vice versa. We, we just tend to look at the overall position. 
uh, once we know that we're able to make some decisions and say, well, it does look like there will be some available funds um, to support additional programs, um, consider other options. Um, since it's early in the year, we don't know what the financial position of the town will be. Um, but again, we could, we could modulate some of our, our practices, whether it's expenditures to, to ensure the town does not go towards a deficit position. Uh, the other thing, again, since this does identify phase one and phase two um, type supports for the program, um, there is a potential and administration feels um, that the town could be the default funder for phase three support. Um, so if council is, is comfortable with that and they're comfortable with the program, they could um, consider entering the town into um, or approving the town to uh, assist towards phase one and two. Um, if there are some concerns, then there are some uh, things that council could consider to uh, limit our potential liability or exposure. Um, there is some wording there that does talk about, um, and this is just to start of page three of the report. Um, that could be an add-on uh, motion saying the town will financially support phase, phase three of the business support recovery program conditional to other funding, whether it's regional and or provincial support or alternative wording that the town um, could be able to commit X percent of phase three support to a, a maximum of, of X dollars. And there aren't any amounts there, but you know, it would limit our um, potential exposure at this time. So there are some options there for council to consider. Option one being that the town does contribute towards phase one and phase two of the, the program as shown. Um, to do that would provide some assistance to struggling businesses during the pandemic. And as we um, are coming out slowly on the other end of this, um, the program will focus supports that'll strengthen businesses as we leave the pandemic. And we are leveraging partnerships with existing agencies, which bring different levels of expertise to the venture. Um, disadvantages for that, this has not been budgeted for. I did discuss that. Um, the program results in benefits are uncertain. Um, I would say that's probably true for the vast majority of, of programs that would be, be put forth. Um, and then there's a potential to, um, potentially unable to financially commit or commit major dollars towards phase three of the project. Um, the financial implications were a cost of $75,000 as discussed. Um, option two, that council consider the parameters and if they're not happy with them, um, make suggestions or amendments to those parameters or provide further direction. And this could be returned to a future council meeting. Um, the advantages and disadvantages are Uncertain for both of those, it would depend on direction of council and the financial implications would be unknown. Option three would be to not support the program. Um, that wouldn't provide a financial impact to the town. Um, and there is an opportunity cost because, you know, there could be the chance to consider other uses programs or community benefits um, for funds if they're not expended. Um, disadvantage would be a lack of a program that may be able to assist businesses 
and there's no financial um, impact of immediate financial impact of not um, supporting a program. The recommendation from administration is that the town do contribute 75,000 towards phase one and two of the business recovery support program as shown or identified. And I'll be able to take any questions if there's, there's any from council. Uh, Mr. Good. Um, I, I really appreciate, I'm going to say this, I really appreciate the work and effort that administration has put into this. And I'd like to say I really appreciate the work and effort put in by Councillor Scammerhorn and Councillor Downing working with myself and also the Chamber and uh, especially Community Futures coming up with this. I, I think there's a great deal of wisdom in your discussion on limitations on phase three. I think phase three, um, it's important to think that it is there but I'd like to see a limitation and a clearly understood limitation. I'm going to throw out a number for discussion. I would like to see it capped at a maximum of $25,000 all in, not $25,000 per case, not $25,000 per applicant. The town is not made out of money. We don't have a lot of money. One of the reasons that we went to this format of a program rather than just saying we're just going to take a, a you know a million dollars and give it out to businesses is that one, we don't have it. And two, it's questionable at any time whether just money in the absence of good planning is a good investment for any business. And I think that going through phase one and two and then into phase three gives a, a very good option of having anything brought to us, requests brought to us in phase three would have the kind of the requisite planning behind it and the logic behind it to make it worthwhile. And I see that as being a very rare occasion. So I would like to, uh, if we can put an amendment to it is that we fund one and two and three, but number, but phase three to a maximum of $25,000 total funding. I don't know how to word that exactly. So it's understood that's not $25,000 per case, maybe, um, Director Town, you could come up with a wording that would put that maybe it's, you know, $25,000 in aggregate, whatever it is to, to make that clear that there is a cap on it. So, because I think there, there may be a case and I think we have to be open to the possibility that a person may come and say, my business, which was, which fell through the cracks in these situations may be survivable given this with a, along with a very clear business case and not just a straight grant process. But I think it's really a good thing to see the council working with the community futures and with the chamber together to promote and to work with businesses, which I feel are an important part of the infrastructure of Peace River. Mr. Ford. Um, thank you for those comments, uh, Councillor Good. Um, as I mentioned, uh, when we talked about this last week, I do support the program. Um, now I'm looking at the recommendation and I'm looking at uh, the uh, things that uh, Mr. Towns spoke about. So I do like the idea of moving forward with phases one and two. I also like um, the idea of reaching out to our municipal neighbors for support, some support in this program. What's good for the businesses in Peace River are also good for those businesses that are that are up on the hill that we're also trying to support. 
So would, instead of throwing a, a $25,000 number out there, would it be feasible to move forward with phase one and two and then have the opportunities or allow administration and yourself, uh, Councillor Scamahorn and Councillor Downing, reach out to those municipalities to see if there is any support there for this program and then bring, bring the decision back for phase three because you might find some extra monies there. Mr. Needham. Uh, Your Worship, I do have some comments, but I would prefer to uh, speak after a motion is made, if I may. Well, do you want me to put a motion on the table? Well, maybe I'll. I don't. I, I don't. Oh. I don't oh. think you. I don't think you can. But I, I do have some comments, and I'm just my colleagues. Uh, once the motion is made, I will be speaking against the administration recommendation. But I was waiting for the motion to put forward before I say anything. I will. Um, I'll, I'll make some comments uh, if there's no one else who wants to make comments at this time. So. I, uh, I feel this is an ill-advised commitment of funds, whether it be $25,000 or $75,000. Those, uh, the funds are being used to subsidize the program that is now offered gratis. So uh, uh, the federal government didn't even have to download this program onto us. We uh, offered to upload. And I also interpret the fact that the Chamber of Commerce is not putting any money up front as, as a lack of confidence in the utility of the program. What I'm hearing from the small business community is that they want the provincial government to lift restrictions to get customers in the door. And uh, the Premier in his April 5th address tied the lifting of restrictions with vaccinations. Uh, with full lifting at 75% vaccinations. And I will, uh, I will actually play the, uh, play the relevant part of the, uh, communi the uh, communication from the Premier last Tuesday. Uh, uh, hopefully people will be able to hear it. Can people hear that? Vaccines, of course, remain our best hope. And that's also why I'm announcing today big changes to speed up our vaccine rollout. We have the best program in Canada. Nearly a quarter, uh, three quarters of a million doses have been administered. More doses Sorry, uh, your worship can't hear any of it. Can't you? Oh, okay. Every day. Um, can someone share their, can I get a shared screen then? So somehow I can share this. Uh, you are your worship down. Where's the share screen option? Should be done at the very bottom of your screen. You should be able to share it. Okay, down at the bottom. Yeah, there's a toolbar that goes across the bottom, the middle. Okay. Option should. So uh, we will uh, start it at about. Here. We expect this committee to provide their Can you hear that now? No? No, can't hear it. It's, it's very faint. Big changes to speed up the vaccine rollout. We have the best program in Canada. 
But you can see the screen, so uh, I will uh, move to I will go to this this part of the screen here. So he talks about the path to recovery uh, uh, based on uh, vaccinations. Um, um, stage one, he look, he's looking at 50% uh, vaccinations, and uh, which is what 48% immunity means. Around 65% immunity, we go into uh, stage two and at 72%. Um, and I would actually, I would have thought that was higher, but uh, at 72%, he gives some dates here. Uh, he says stage one, I believe that's the end of May, stage two, the end of June, and stage three, the end of September. And uh, based on that, I would actually, I would propose, uh, can people hear me? I would propose that a more suitable program would be to, uh, would be to have administration put together an incentive program to have town employees uh, that may be reluctant to get vaccinations, uh, say, uh, say at $50. Um, this program would have the benefit of, of uh, making our workforce resilient to this particular pandemic. Um, it would uh, help eliminate sick days, uh, days lost due to self-isolation of, per of personnel. Uh, the $50 stimulus, uh, because it's not enough to put into your kids' RESP program, uh, would, would help prime the uh, local economic pump. People would go out there, they would spend, it, spend that money uh, locally. Um, uh, at restaurants, at uh, movie theaters, at bowling alleys, uh, and that, uh, uh, and certainly if uh, the, uh, uh, so we can meet our target of 75% or what should be our target of about 72% uh, immunization. Uh, the, and if uh, our Chamber of Commerce rep can, uh, can, uh, um, encourage our businesses in our community to to uh, to also provide an incentive that should add more money that should make it a real economic stimulus uh, and uh, prime the local economic pump. Um, I uh, as as Mr. Uh, as Mr. Uh, um, uh, Mr. Town mentioned uh, he doesn't know exactly where the money is coming from because it's a bit too early in the game. We did hear that uh, to uh, go to the $50,000 grants to groups. But the problem with that is that those grants to groups are meant to encourage uh, organizations to put on events that will increase foot traffic uh, in the town of Peace River and, and as a result generate uh, economic activity in, uh, in small and local businesses. Um, so um, so I, I won't be voting for the 
program either, but I would, I would prefer to have administration develop an incentive program to encourage vaccine uptake and, and provide a, uh, uh, that will also provide an, uh, uh, an economic prime to the, uh, to the local economy. So that, uh, so that's my motion is, uh, my motion is to have administration develop and to go back, have develop an incentive program to encourage vaccine uptake uh, and provide a, a uh, local economic uh, priming of the pump. Mr. Needham. Uh, I'm not sure you're allowed to make a motion, Your Worship, but again, uh, I don't. I, I don't believe that uh, it actually. Um, uh, given our read through of the uh, procedural bylaw, I, I don't. Uh, I don't recall actually coming across that. That was. Uh, that seems to have been a tradition, but uh, we've thrown tradition aside. Well, can we? Could we move away from the shared screen? Oh, okay, that's good. Um, I, uh, I have, I'll be honest, go ahead, Colin. I, I, uh, Your Worship, I do have some comments. I was going to be speaking against administration's motion, but I don't see a council motion on the table. So uh, I was hoping that uh, one of the committee members would put a motion on the table and then we could have the debate. But I if, thought that if, I you, if you'd like my comments now, I could provide them now, but I'm not sure what I'm speaking to. I. Um, so I, I have a potential motion based on what Councillor Good had said. Um, I'm going to share my screen quickly. Thank you. So Councillor Good, your motion was something to, to this effect? Yes, that's, I would make that motion. I would make the motion as stated that the town contributes 75,000 toward phase one and two of the business recovery sport program as shown, and also to include phase three of the business recovery sport program that it be implemented and the town contribute a maximum of 25,000 towards phase three of the program. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also prepared because I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to include um, if if uh, Councillor Ford wanted to add, uh, make an amendment to my motion to have us speak to our neighbors as to whether they would like to participate, I'm fine with that as an amendment, but I would make my motion as I presented it. Yes, Mr. Ford. Uh, thanks for those comments, uh, Mr. Good. Um, so as the, as the motion reads right now, um, like, I, like I said before, I, su I support the program. I, I will support the recommendation by council or by administration to support one and two, but I won't commit to a dollar figure for phase three until we reach out to uh, our municipal neighbors. So did you make an amendment to this motion or what? Uh, I'm not understanding that. Um, well, the amendment to the motion, if, if I was to amend the motion, then my motion, um, your worship would be, 
Um, just let me get it up here. If I may, before you make that amendment. 75,000 towards phase one and two of the business recovery support support program as shown. So that's basically the recommendation. The you only fear I have, Mr. if I may, uh, Mr. Ford, I'm totally fine with whatever amendment you wish to move because the amendment gets voted on first. It's just that if the neighbors say no, I don't want to see the whole of phase three be discarded because our neighbors didn't take part in it. That's which is why I put a maximum in. Yeah, I, I, I myself can't support a dollar figure in phase three right now. Um, I think it should be brought like phase one and two, I have no problem moving forward forward with. But when it comes to the dollar figure, I think we need the opportunity to reach out like your, yourself and uh, Councillor Downing and Councillor Scamahorn have led this project. So I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you guys go up the hill on, on in three directions and uh, and sell this program and then bring it back to council, uh, seeing if you've found some more monies or not. And then it, the phase three can that decision can be made later. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Mr. Town, you said in phase one and phase two of the program, I'd have to go back and read it. Phase one is 60 days, phase two is 90 days. Yeah, those are estimated timelines that were provided by Community Futures. Um, I'm not certain if the 60 days and 90 days are overlapping or concurrent. Um, so I don't know if it's 60 days and then 150 days or if it's 60 days and another 30 days. But it is at a minimum um, a three month window before phase one and phase two would be would expire. At least the first applicants. So what is your amendment, Mr. Ford? Just for my clarity. It sounds like he wants to make an amendment to strike the second paragraph. Yes, that's correct. My motion would be the, uh, the same wording as the recommendation uh, put forward by administration. We, we, um, if I may, yeah, uh, we could, we could do this in, in two parts then and, um, and vote on the first paragraph and then who's to say we can't have another motion just on the, on the phase three side right now by itself um and 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 do things that way well it makes more sense here i could withdraw my motion and what? somebody could move part one okay well yeah so yeah why don't we rather than fix an amendment upon a yeah another motion is vote on the original seventy-five thousand. And if that's adopted, then uh, 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 make a motion to uh, do the second uh, to to do the second paragraph. Um, so, Mr. Needham, uh, you said that you wanted to make some comments based uh, on. Uh, thanks, Your Worship. Yes, I, I again, I allow me to backpedal a little bit. I think. Uh, Certainly we need to acknowledge the work of, or I need to acknowledge the work of my political colleagues and the community futures and staff as Councillor Good said, I mean, this is no easy job. Uh, this COVID situation is 
a mess, whether it's locally, provincially, or the world. It's, uh, it's a problem. We're going to be dealing with deficits for many, many years to come. Uh, so good on you guys for stepping up. Now, having said that, I just can't get to where you're at. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm speaking against a motion. Uh, I have a difficult time finding a niche for local government in this business. We have two local governments, I'm sorry, two other levels of government that have got way more dollars, way more uh, resources, uh, and they do have programs uh, that are available. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, we council remember when uh, MLA Danny Williams was around, he said, oh, you got to get your applications in by March 31st for the enterprise relaunch grant. And I don't know whatever happened to that, but anyway, it's gone. And so now we've got a new one, enhanced COVID-19 business benefit, doubles the qualifications uh, at the threshold level. So again, March 31st has come and gone. Uh, like where, they've got way more money than we do. Uh, so again, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I'll, I'll drive to the end of, so you just bear with me for a minute, your worship. Uh, you know, we're trying to be all things to all people. We, we just simply can't do it. There's deeper pockets elsewhere. Uh, we, as we've mentioned, there's no budgeted funds for this. Some confusion over this phase three, although I do understand what Councillor Good is trying to do in terms of putting a fence around the cost. Um, I guess the other point I would make out is the, and the fence will help get away from the uh, I don't want to set council up in terms of an unsustainability point of view. So I guess if we're going to do this, that makes sense to do that. Uh, but again, I come back to my point about this isn't our business. We've helped small business in our community. We keep the tax rates low. We've done so for three years now. And in terms of small business assistance, I can't help but point out community futures themselves. Uh, we grant them, we, this council grants them tax relief every year. And the reason they do not pay a municipal tax levy is because our expectation is that community futures will deliver uh, their programs and services at a low cost to the very small businesses that we're talking about. So we do provide some small business assistance. Uh, I should just end there, your worship. Uh, I, I just can't support this. Uh, Mr. Ford, you had your hand up at one point. Yeah, uh, just just two comments. Um, um, one is one thing that we haven't talked about, and I know we talked about it a few meetings ago, which would also help the uh, the small businesses, but specifically within the town limits of Peace River, and that's that uh, that tax deferral that we haven't got to yet because the tax rate hasn't hasn't uh, come to us. But my question is going to be for, and it comes from a comment from Councillor Scamahorn. So Mr. Parker, I have a question just based on uh, uh, procedure. So if this motion is split down to motion one for the recommendation, and then a second motion by somebody for to go ahead with phase three, whatever that motion would be, if that motion is defeated, does that mean phase three is scrubbed? Depends on what the motion is. Yeah, that's that's how I'd say it. it, it, it if it was a uh, a particular amount, because um, if a, a new motion that came about saying we would 
contribute and you have to have other partners that might be valid later on down the line um but yeah it, it, it there might be some issues there but yeah we got time to to make it you know we can get uh proper guidance if, if phase three is what council wanted we could uh look at proper guidance okay i was just, i was just concerned about that because depending on how the motion is i guess how the motion is is done if it's defeated so so but right now there's only one and two that we're talking about. If you would only have difficulties if the third one came on, phase three, so a second motion with phase three, and then that one was defeated. Then we'd have a few issues. So uh, my recommendation would be, um, if you wanted to go one and two tonight, that's good. Um, and wanted to think about three and how it could go through and uh, that would be fine also. Um, we did, the uh, administration did give you some opportunities to come up with that, um, such as, you know, either partnering with someone else or uh, what Councillor Good said, here's the limited amount of money, period. And then I think that alleviates some issues about it being an unlimited pot, because I, I know there was some concerns about that at the last meeting. And so Councillor Good kind of dealt with that one. So um, right now, I would just deal with... Um, um, the first and uh, uh, two phases to it, and uh, which is the motion that was recommended by council. And that's my understanding of what's on the table right now is, Councillor Good, you withdrew your motion. So then, Councillor Ford, you put on phase one and phase two. And that's my understanding of what's on the table right now. Correct. So Councillor Ford's one and two motion stands that that's if we had a vote, it would be on one and two currently. That's yeah, we've, we split them up. Uh, okay. So, uh, well, and, and some of it is based on your suggestion because it doesn't make it is it's illogical to vote on a combined motion. Um, it, it just confuses it. So but, but pass the first one. And then you could go to the because you need to pass the first pass one and two to get to three. So that's yeah. why I removed my motion was to make it easier and cleaner. Uh, Ms. Downing. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, I appreciate the comments that both you and Councillor Needham, Needham have made. Um, we are definitely treading into territory that maybe as municipal councils. Uh, counselors, we haven't really done in the past. I would suggest that the last 14, 15 months have been what may be easily called extraordinary circumstances. Uh, and I don't think we would have to stretch to agree to that statement. Yes, there absolutely have been federal and provincial funding available for our businesses. Having said that, you know, there's still a lot of confusion around how much money you get, how much money you don't get, what it can be used for, what it can't be used for. Um, the, I think we would be naive to be thinking that as we come out of our pandemic, that business is going to continue to look the same way that it did 14 and 15 months ago. I mean, we all have people in our lives that don't work in the office anymore. 
will they continue? Will they go back to the office? I think that's yet to be determined. But I think it's a good example of what our businesses are going to be faced locally as we come out of this pandemic. I see this program as an opportunity for us to not say, oh, here's tax relief or here's business license relief. That is almost too simple. I think it's too simple for us to give gift certificates for people to spend locally. That isn't really what our businesses need. Our business needs, our businesses may need, and they may not, but they, they, this program gives them us the opportunity to help our businesses pivot, to fit into what business may look like come September when our premier's stage four comes to fruition. Um, I, I think it's, I think it doesn't tie our hands to saying, no, you need to prove to us that you have a need or that you have an immunization or, or a vaccine that it says to, we say to them, where are you at right now? Why do you think you haven't been able to, to put a hook into what business looks like today? And how can we help? I think this is a really good opportunity for the town of Peace River to participate in what the new business may look like in September, if all things go, uh, of 2021. That's just my opinion and, and, and my obvious voice that I'll be supporting phase one and two of this business recovery support program. Thank you, Your Worship. Okay. Uh, Mr. Scammerhorn. Yeah, I, I uh, obviously being somebody that's been putting a bit of time into this, as well, I'll be I'll be going for one and two, and, and would be would be happy to support the phase three end of things, even you know even today if it comes to it. But we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. As it's been pointed out that Community Futures already does does you know they indeed do this, but it's something for us to keep in mind that uh, Community Futures does this for dozens of municipalities, and we can bring to bear some resources and expertise to get it happening in a concentrated fashion for our businesses that serve our residents, um, you know, right here and, and very quickly so that, uh, you know, time is going to be a factor here when, if these businesses are going, if our, our, you know, our local businesses are going to be making changes, you know, the, the more efficiently they can, they can do that and, and access supports and stuff that, you know, the better it's going to be for them in the long run as well. So, so there's a number of reasons why I think uh, this is beyond just, you know, business as usual for community futures in, in, in terms of us um, providing them some grant dollars to to focus on and to concentrate on on the businesses that that serve us. And, you know, community futures does, you know, they do have a, a really great track record of, of you know, stewarding hundreds of thousands of, of dollars towards helping businesses. I, I think this is a great investment. I think they're a perfect partner. And, and you know, we came to them. You know, they, they didn't come to us. We came to them saying, look, we want to do something. Help us do it. Um, and so, I yeah, on, on, on all levels, I think this is something that we should get into. I, I appreciate the concern of, of um, you know, wanting to put a cap and, and Onto uh, onto our side of things, I'm definitely more than happy to go fishing for more support. 
I think this is a win for any organization that gets involved, including our municipal partners in the, as is known, tri-county area. So uh, looking forward to uh, a vote on one and two. And if, and if phase three is something that we decide to, uh, to hold off on uh, to later and have a little bit more discussion about and, you know, see what, what we can scare up for, for help. You know, that's okay too. A little more time to percolate the idea for phase three or the you know, expansion into getting more partners is, I think, a good thing. Mr. Ford? Yeah, just a comment on uh, Councillor Scammerhorn's comment from when they, when they uh, presented this idea here a week or so ago. Um, I have no problem using the grants to group 50,000 for this project. Um, I know, Your Worship, you had mentioned that this money was mainly used for to promote events within the town of Peace River to drive uh, some of those uh, walking traffic into business. Uh, at this time of year, with the uh, with the pandemic and the way it is, I don't think I'd want to be promoting um, some sort of public event uh, until the pan pandemic. We're, we're only in April. We've got two-thirds of a year to go and this thing is supposed to be over by uh, more or less over by the end of June so mm -hmm. um, and there again getting back to Councillor Scammelhorn's comments uh, from a week ago we have uh, the grants to group program was always used for promoting uh, for, for promoting those uh, those events or sponsorships or whatever you call it but uh, I think the money flipping around and going to the small businesses because right now they're not going to be supporting a, a, a hockey sponsorship or baseball sponsorship until such time as this pandemic uh, settles out a little bit, if that makes a whole bunch of sense. Well, I, I, I think if you uh, need this particular program, you're probably in no, you, you probably never uh, sponsored any of these events. Mr. Good. Um, I don't see anything in the recommendation that specifically says that the money would come from grants to groups. Am I correct on that, Mr. Town? That um, the, the recommendation says that we'll be doing the 75,000 to phase one and phase two. Um, it doesn't speak specifically on where that money would no, come it, from. No, that it didn't. Correct. It's just that Mr. Ford mentioned that that's where he would right. like to uh, take the monies from last meeting. Okay. Okay. Well, we have a motion. Am I correct? We have a motion for phase one and phase two on the floor at the moment. We will. Uh, we will ask uh, Wilmet to uh, to uh, to just go over that in in uh, in a in a few minutes here. Just so, and then we will uh, make sure that uh, there's a councillor's name assigned to it. Ms. Manser. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the. Um, the intent of the program and I agree with the intent of the program if it is to um, help businesses remain viable. Um, I think long term um, sometimes businesses do need a little extra outside help so I appreciate the program for that reason. Um, I know grants and groups have been mentioned. I am not in agreement that we should just take one grants to groups 50,000 and plunk it over on another program. I think grants to groups has some of its own issues perhaps coming up uh, in the future. And as you said, there's still nine months of the year left. Um, 
I think $75,000 is a lot of money to come up with, at least in past uh, uh, circumstances, coming up with 75,000 has been a big deal. I would like to see perhaps a little bit of a reduction in parts one and two or phases one and two, maybe 40 businesses in part one um, and maybe 20 businesses in um, part two. That at least would reduce the proposal to 65,000 for those two parts. Um, when we talk about part three, um, I'll have some comments about that at that time. Okay, uh, we'll let, um, can you, or maybe it's Mr. Town, can you bring up the, 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 the motion, I'm gonna refer to them as the motions on that um, eight and a half by 11 sheet that you flashed in front of us? Okay, so um, the motion is going to be that the, there's an, is this motion from you, Mr. Ford, that the town contributes $75,000 towards phase one and phase two of the business recovery support program as, um, um, I don't know if as shown should be, is the right wording there, but that, uh, as, as described in the briefing note or uh, in, in, the, uh, in the applicable briefing note. Yes, that's correct, Your Worship. My motion was uh, to support the recommendation from administration. Okay, so we'll deal with that one. Um, so uh, this is a motion by Mr. Ford and um, I will ask for a recorded vote. Okay. Uh, all in favor of, of the... Uh, Before you call that, uh, does Deputy Mayor Manzer want to make an amendment to that one to go 40 and um, 20 for a total of 65,000? Because it, it does change it. Okay, I, I would like to amend the motion to um, have phase one include up to 40 participants at 500 per participant or thereabouts. And... Uh, up to 25 or 20 participants in uh, phase two. I'm correct right now, if we voted on that, we would be voting on that amendment, am I correct? Yes. That is correct. I would accept the amendment to my motion, Deputy Mayor. Um, do we? It's probably easier to vote on the amendment, Mr. Mayor. I don't know. Yeah. And, and if you give me a, a suggestion, instead of just doing those numbers, if you just say, because we know that's to a tune of 65,000, then business support for phase one and two up to 65,000. That would probably make would it be easy. fine with me. Okay. So we will move on. We will make, have a vote uh, to, uh, to support uh, phase one and two up to a, uh, level of $65,000 for the business support recovery program as described in the uh, in the accompanying briefing. Is that how that's supposed to work or do we do we vote on the amendment? Yeah, well that's the amendment. That's the amendment. And then if the amendment doesn't pass then the original 75,000 one is on the table. Okay, sorry, my my So, so all, all we're doing with the amendment all we're doing is 
the amendment strikes 75,000 and inserts 65,000, correct? Okay. That is correct. Hold on, that's 75, 65,000. Okay, I will call for a vote and I would, I'm requesting that it be a recorded vote. So uh, all in favor of the amendment from uh, Ms. Manzer? Uh, against? The nays have it. We will now uh, vote for the, uh, uh, the, the, the motion that Mr. Ford put on the table, which is for $75,000. Uh, all in favor? Again, recorded vote, please. Uh, all in favor? Four. Uh, those against? Okay, that's three. Uh, the motion passes uh, four to three. Now I'll move, um, what I would move on part three is that that we defer part three for reconsideration to the next council meeting. Because I, I think there have been some ideas brought up here and some comments brought up here that our group could get together and take a look at and see if we can bring something back that makes everybody happy. Should you? Uh, so I'm moving to defer to the next meeting. Uh, do you want to just defer it to another meeting That's rather fine. than commit yourself to uh, next meeting? That's I much better. I appreciate that. Thank you for your comments, sir. Thank okay. you. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, so your motion is to defer consideration of phase three to a future council meeting. That is correct. Thank you. Okay. All in favor of that motion? Against? Um, so we will, uh, that, that's, uh, that is that. Um, so we'll let, uh, hopefully you've got all of that. I, I, I think it was relatively clear what the motion was. Um, yes, I have it, Your Worship. Great. Okay. Um, so uh, that takes us to reports. Uh, there is only uh, one report listed. This is the RCMP Community Policing Report. It goes, uh, it's for Q1, January 1st to March 31st, 2021. Uh, seeing that you're on the RCMP Advisory Committee, uh, what, uh, Mr. Ford, what do you want to highlight here, if anything? Got to find the old unmute button here. Um, nothing, nothing too much. I see the, uh, and I, I know the, uh, the comments from the public uh, in the past. Uh, one of the concerns is property crime. And we do see that trend going up a little bit, just to just to highlight that. Um, but other than that, it's uh, for your reading pleasure. Okay. There's no items, uh, so we'll take a motion to accept for information the uh, RCMP Community P Policing Report. Ms. Manzer making that motion. Uh, uh, I'll make asking a question. 
Um, yeah, clearance rate just means that it's been settled in court. Is that what clearance rate means? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, I'd just like to comment that I found this kind of report much better to read than the previous uh, uh, list of numbers that we got. So um, thank our CMP for their new format. Mandated or not, I don't know. Uh, I would move acceptance of uh, this report for information. Okay, all in favor. Uh, are there any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? Here are none, Your Worship. Um, I will uh, ask Ms. Hume if uh, she has had any comments come in from the public. Uh, we have not had any comments from the public. Um, uh, okay, um, so that will take us to key communication items, and I suppose uh, the key communication item is that uh, um, that uh, council uh, um, uh, has put in uh, has put into play uh, uh, a uh, a business recovery. Uh, phase one and phase two of, um, of a business recovery program. Um, you can probably talk about um, when you put out a, a missive on this about what, what phase one and phase two are. Um, should the contact, uh, for more information, should the contact be the Chamber of Commerce or should it be Community Futures or... Uh, so administration had taken the liberty of putting together a press release to distribute to local media tonight. Um, should this be, should the recommendation go ahead? Um, we've got Randy Hodgkinson listed as the media contact for follow-up as Community Futures would be doing the actual program um, implementation. Um, our our draft right now does discuss phase three. Um, it only says phase, if required, phase three will allow applicants who have completed phase one and two to access a one-time COVID recovery grant to support or maintain viability. Decisions will be made by town council on a case-by-case -case basis. Well, maybe you should just uh, scrap that and just say there's uh, there's consideration of a phase three to, this, to the business recovery program and that will be dealt with at a future uh, Council meeting. Uh, you you looked uh, stunned. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. I'm just I see some hands up. I'm just yeah, wondering. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get to those, but that's my suggestion. Sure. Yep. Okay, Mr. Good, you had your hand up first. I believe you're muted, uh, Councillor. Uh, thank you. Um, just to comment that they before we put something out, I think the committee and community futures and the chamber were hoping that uh, and there's nothing with the town nothing wrong with the town putting something out but we wanted to put a joint um if this was done we wanted to put out a joint communication from the chamber from community futures and from the town uh, at a single point because part of the um, part of what we're envisioning is this is one of the first times where the three organizations are totally aligned 
and are working together to accomplish something. And I think it's very important that we be seen, that all three parties be seen to be supporting this to the extent. So um, I would, what I would ask um, Ms. Hume is that the um, communication be coordinated with them and to be done uh, as quick as is expedient. We, so we've already taken that step. Uh, the draft was sent around to Community Futures at the end of last week and they signed off on it. The draft was also sent to uh, the Chamber of Commerce and they said they had no issue and just to send them a final PDF so they can distribute that. So our intention right now is um, if approved, I, because there was media interest in this when it was initially discussed last week, I wanted to get something off to local reporters as quickly as possible. And then we would follow that up with a announcement through our webpage tomorrow uh, that would identify all three parties as partners, utilize all three logos. A PDF version would be sent to the chamber so that they could distribute it through their channels as requested and any media would be available for each of the partners to do with as they need. I'm fine with that if the coordination is already agreed to. Thank yep. you very much. I very much appreciate your work. No on worries. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good, work. good work on that. Very good. Um, did you want to say something, Ms. Downey? Uh, not regarding that, Your Worship, but I did want to remind you that we, we probably didn't want to miss our new bylaw for um, 2090 for our manufacturing artisanal yeah. and custom. So I, that was just me trying to put in a reminder. That yeah, was all. yeah I, I agree. So that uh, um, that uh, council passed bylaw 2090, yeah. which will permit artisanal uh, uh, and custom whatever activities uh, you can you can bang up the wording as you want. Uh, is this just for the area around Riverfront, or is this all over town? This land use bylaw. There's, there's there's several there's several uh, on that map, Your Worship. I think there's okay. I think there's more than the Riverfront, but I, I think that's where they're targeting. Okay. Um, is there, is there, right. But, but, uh, yeah. I think the, the point is somewhat ironic. We're talking about business assistance for the pandemic, and here we've got a new business starting up. Yeah. So uh, I think it's great, a great news story. <laughs> yeah. And, but they weren't viable before the pandemic. Well, and, <laughs> so they're not and, eligible for and, the and I, and I, program. I think the program says they're not eligible. Like, so they, what, one isn't connected to the other. <laughs> Got to find some silver lining there. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe you can list the areas of town where uh, artisanal and custom uh, works are permitted. Yep. Uh, and then uh, maybe mention in preparation for the municipal uh, election coming up in is it October? Yep. Uh, uh, might want to mention that uh, the uh, a policy regarding uh, the release of candidate information in municipal elections was passed as and there was also a, a passage uh, that increased the compensation rate for municipal election workers uh, from $17.25 an hour to $18 and uh, in part just to uh, maybe trigger people to say, hey, maybe I would uh, like to, uh, to be 
uh, apply and work done. I'm sure now that we have this in place, we'll be doing some hiring or starting that process at some point in the near future. So yes, I've got um, land use bylaw amendment um, updates with the GMP bylaw, uh, the election items, which will go out um, as well as the utility service, uh, utility system service calls policy, the update to that, there's some relevant information there. So, um, and what I'll do is I'll downplay the phase three component and just say it's under consideration in the release. Um, and I'll get that off to local reporters this evening. Okay. Um, could I get a motion to adjourn the meeting? I thought there was a uh, close. camera. This isn't in camera. I'm just gonna uh, set up the breakup breakout room. Forgive me. Okay. And then we'll need a motion to go in camera. Am I correct? That's correct. If you want to do the motion now, and then I'll hit go on the breakout room component. Okay, uh, Mr. Good, a motion to go in camera. All in favor. Okay, passed. Okay, if I can get a uh, motion to adjourn the meeting. Uh, Ms. Downing, you moved on my screen here. <laughs> you were in the other corner before. All in favor of Ms. Downing's motion to adjourn. Thank you, Your Worship. Okay, thanks. <laughs>